0: So, how close were those 2018 Steelers? We have the gold standard position by position grades for the season, as well as key plays and plenty of ongoing debate. Plus, Jerry Rice on Antonio Brown. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The post-mortem portion of the 2018 Steelers season has begun. I must admit, as a long-time Steelers fan, the first thing I'd always seek out the Monday after a Steelers game was the position-by-position grades as handed out by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Jerry Dulack. Not to be outdone, Dulac also grades each position for the entire season. His marks are in and some of them are not so pretty for Steelers and their coaches. Dulac also gives us his top plays of 2018 that could have swung a pivotal season toward the playoffs instead of the Steelers having fallen short. Finally, there's plenty of debate, which will continue for months, over how close these underperforming Steelers really were. A few plays away or miles from true Super Bowl contention. We have it all as we continue the off-season coverage by performing a post-mortem autopsy on those 2018 Steelers. First up, Dulac doles out his season grades, and the full season mark range from an A for Big Ben Roethlisberger, who Dulac notes had the most productive season of his 15-year career, to a D for Mike Tomlin and his coaching staff. Also, a pair of D pluses for the linebackers and special teams that weren't very special at all. Here's the highlights. On offense, the Steelers graded out excellent with A's not only for Roethlisberger, who became just the seventh NFL player to pass for more than 5,000 yards in a season, but also for the receivers and the offensive line, which will get which will continue to have its coach Mike, Mike Munchak back after the Broncos passed on hiring him as their head coach. On the receivers, Dulac writes, quote, Antonio Brown's final week in subordination aside, the Steelers had 2,000-yard receivers for only the fifth time in franchise history with Juju Smith-Schuster joining Brown in that milestone level of production. On the old line Dulac opines. Quote, Roethlisberger was sacked only 24 times and his sack percentage of .034 was second best in the league. That's why three linemen went to the pro Bowl. Unquote. Meanwhile, the running backs just missed, getting an A-minus from Dulac, who writes, quote, James Conner stood up to a big challenge of trying to replace replace Le'Veon Bell by outperforming Bell in his first season as a starter. But Conner had big fumbles in Cleveland and Denver that cost the Steelers a chance at victory and ultimately their place in the NFL playoffs. On the defensive coaching and special teams, Dulack was downright harsh. On coaching, he writes, quote, the Steelers were 7-2-1, blew a two-and-a-half game lead for a division title, frittered away second-half leads of 14 and 16 points, and fell to make the postseason. Still, he notes Mike Tomlin, quote, adroitly managed the Le'Veon Bell situation. How he handles the Antonio Brown debacle will have a bigger impact, unquote. On the defense, which did no better than a C- minus for the secondary, Dulak summed up the subpar performance thusly, quote, the inability of the defense to protect leads and come up with just one late stop in any of the final four losses cost the team a playoff spot, unquote. But Dulac duly notes, quote, TJ Watt made an impressive leap in year two with team highs in sacks at 12, forced fumbles with six, and quarterback pressures at 21. Finally, Dulac sounded somewhat optimistic on rookie number one pick safety Terrell Edmonds, who the writer said played more snaps than any NFL rookie. On those not-so-special teams... Dulack wrote, quote, it's easy to say kicker Chris Boswell missed 42-yard field, uh, field goal in the final seconds of the season opener in Cleveland, cost the Steelers a playoff spot. But at the very least, it set a tone for what was to follow, quote, and that was a very subpar performance by Boswell. As far as which plays swung the Steelers' 2018 season, Dulac runs down a list of his most pivotal moments. Coming in at number five, Ramon Foster's holding penalty at the start of the third quarter against the Chargers. He writes, James Conner ran 22 yards to the 26-yard line, putting the Steelers in good position for another score and a possible 23-point lead, a lead too big for the Chargers to overcome. As it were, the penalty wiped out the game and the Steelers punted three plays later, and the Chargers would come roaring back, charging into the playoffs as the Steelers watched from home. Coming in at number four, Raiders receiver Seth Roberts makes a 39-yard catch between two Steelers defenders out in Oakland. Dulac writes, Roberts caught a deep pass from quarterback Derek Carr in the middle of the field that somehow made it through the arms of Terrell Edmonds and Morgan Burnett with 76 seconds remaining. Four plays later, the Raiders scored the winning touchdown with 21 seconds left. Number three, Steelers tight end Xavier Grimble fumbles at the goal line in Denver. Dulac writes, quote, the Steelers ran up 527 yards, 25 first downs, and possessed the football for 35 minutes against the Broncos. But the Steelers committed three turnovers in or near the red zone, including this one by the big tight end on the goal line, with the ball going through the end zone for a touchback under what is the NFL's worst rule. Number two, Steelers cornerback Joe Hayden's debatable pass interference penalty late in the game in New Orleans. With two minutes remaining and predicting a 28-24 lead against the team with the league's best record, Hayden appeared to break up a pass to wide receiver Michael Thomas, on 4th and 2 that would have given the Steelers a 28-24 to victory. Instead, yet another yellow flag flew in a game that saw a flurry of them, and the Steelers would go on to lose. As for the number one swing play that swung the Steelers out of the playoff, Dulac goes all the way back to the beginning of the season, citing James Conner's fumble in Cleveland. He recaps it this way, Conner ran for 135 yards and two touchdowns and caught five passes for 57 yards in a brilliant debut. But with 7 minutes, 44 seconds remaining and leading 21-7, to Connor fumbled at his own 18 after being stripped by Cleveland, Miles Garrett. That set up a one-yard touchdown play and started the Browns back from a 14-point deficit that would end in a 21-21 tie. Even then, it felt like a loss. Hey, in coming podcasts, we'll engage in the ongoing debate over whether these Steelers were just a few plays away or miles from what it takes to mount a real Super Bowl run. But we leave you now with none other than Hall of Famer Jerry Rice weighing in on Antonio Brown and his sudden turn as a Steelers villain. Rice sees the talented Brown as a possible hero for his beloved San Fran 49ers. And Rice is telling his former team, go get him. He says, quote, if you can get a guy like that, a guy that can really add to the offense of the San Francisco 49ers, where you can just let those guys play, I think you have to go for it. He wants to get out, Rice said of Brown and his situation in Pittsburgh. But this guy, he is a team player, unquote. Hey, whoa, Jerry, you might want to check with with some people in the Steelers' locker room on that last point, but we feel you, we feel you, talent trumps trouble in the NFL. And if the Steelers are serious about a trade, they'll find a partner. Of course, we'll be watching that and everything else in the Steelers' offseason as we continue the Steelers update all off season long. So sign up on Amazon Alexa and of course log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time Steelers news.